Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Keith Parrish for your final FIBA World Cup update. And Keith, we have winners. We have a gold medal winning Germany squad defeating the silver medal Serbia squad 83-77. Thanks to Dennis Schroeder who was named FIBA World Cup MVP. How about that? An MVP. Do you think the Toronto Raptors knew this summer they were signing a World Cup MVP? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, he he had an amazing <laughs> tournament, and, and you know, and this wasn't this wasn't his best game. He did a, he had twenty eight points in this game, but it wasn't his best game all tournament. Um, but just a big problem in, in FIBA play with, with how fast he is and how he's able to score at so many different levels. This Germany team, you know, they, they beat Team USA. This is not like some sort of a fluke they've been good the entire tournament uh they, they ran the table they, they they did undefeated in in every game they basically blew everybody out and then it was a close game against team usa which we'll talk about in a second and this game like once again i think in the third quarter like they just started just extending their lead like the ball movement the chemistry how they all work together i know i feel like a lot of um Team USA fans uh, a common excuse is like oh we don't get to play together we don't have like the locked in like um just cohesion. And I don't know if that's a fair assessment. Like I, I heard the announcers talking about them as they were playing Canada. It's like Canada just threw the squad together too right. or whatever. But you see Germany, I don't know what it is. Maybe it is just the perfect um, uh, just lineups they have where they all know each other, where they know who the shooters are. They know shooters going to break his man down every time. And like you, you did see some of that. You saw like them swinging the ball to Mo Wagner inside and like he was just doing stuff. And like the addition of Franz Wagner, like they this they have NBA talent. Like they, yeah, they have like four NBA or five talent. NBA guys. Yeah, maybe, maybe um, six if you want to say Bonga. Right, uh, so right. They Bonga's do have, making big shots. Yeah, yeah, they do have NBA level talent. They don't have any stars, NBA stars. You know, and, yeah. and maybe that's part of it. These guys when they come and, and do their national team time, maybe it's a little easier for them to blend in. It's not a full All Star team. I mean, a lot of these guys played in EuroBasket, you know, just last year and. and were part of the qualifying for World Cup. So you've got sort of that corporate knowledge, which, uh, you know, when we talk about Canada and USA in a minute, uh, I think we'll get into some of the foibles there. But, you know, this German uh, squad has high-end talent and also some continuity. And, uh, by the way, we got to give credit to the Serbian team. They didn't have Vasily Micic, who is now going to play for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They they did not have Nikola Jokic, who is well-regarded as the best player in the world. They were not expected to do as well as they did. Getting a silver medal for them with only Bogdan Bogdanovich being an NBA-level talent. I guess uh, Nikola Jovic is also on the squad. That's um, right. But Dame Lillard trade package incentivizer, <laughs> Nikola Jovic, uh, building up his resume on this tournament. They also had uh, Marco Guterich, who had a cup of coffee on my Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, That's right. No, yeah, this Serbia team played great. and it, it, like it, Again, close first half. I felt like third quarter, it seemed like um, Germany was really clicking. But then 
Uh, final minutes, we had like a, a furious rally, but when tested, came down to Dennis Schroeder again, um, and much like how he came up with a bunch of big plays against Team USA, uh, he makes a layup with a few seconds left. I believe the last two-minute report is going to say his off-arm maybe clearing out a little bit. Um, <laughs> they're not doing the last two-minute reports. I kid, I kid. We FIBA have no basketball. FIBA last-two-minute reports. Yeah, Although, i got to give credit to the FIBA broadcast. Miking up referees going to the instant replay monitor, it makes the replays fly by because it suddenly becomes, instead of tedious, Instead of listening to maybe the ESPN or TNT broadcasters incorrectly interpret the NBA rules, we get to hear the FIBA player, the FIBA referees talk about like what they saw. But final seconds, uh, Schroeder puts Germany up four to ice the game, and he is that MVP. And Germany, congratulations, are world champions. Yeah, big big game from uh, Franz Wagner in this one with 19 points. Went to the free throw line 11 times, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. Uh, the sort of growth that. You want to see a guy get out of the national team exposure. And you think about him coming back to Orlando next season and, and taking on an even greater playmaking role, especially playing next to Paolo Bencaro. Uh, I guess we should talk about the bronze medal game a well, little but, bit but, I think because Dave, this before is an NBA bronze, podcast. Well, it is an NBA podcast. And I would say before we get to the bronze medal game, let's back it up to Germany's previous game against Team USA, how they ended up in the gold medal game. Because one name we haven't mentioned uh, yet because he, he had uh, – I guess um, less spectacular stats in the gold medal game was Daniel Tice who obliterated uh, team USA. And that's how you had, again, this entire roster that just fit together so well, like Daniel Tice, who I will admit, okay, it is September. And I was watching Daniel Tice a couple weeks ago, maybe late, we'll call it uh, right when it started. And I was briefly like, wait a minute, which team is he on? I know he's in the NBA. He's on the Pacers and he's not a part of the Pacers plans, but like Tice was great in this tournament and he destroyed Team USA. Um, also, this guy who, again, I will admit my ignorance of the international game. Obst? Dave, you know this guy, An Obst? Andreas Obst is I'll uh, say I an yeah, absolute killer. He is a sniper and can can literally not just shoot, um, you know, catch and shoot. He can shoot off the dribble. He can attack a closeout. And so you have to be careful about overcommitting on a closeout with Obst. He's really good. He's a, so, he's a problem. He's a problem. And as much as I was ignorant about his stylings, like, I, I got to apologize. The, the Shaq meme. I was unfamiliar with your game. Uh, it seemed like Team USA, perhaps, the players, the roster, also slightly unfamiliar with his game. Like, they know Daniel Tice. They're probably like, what in the world? Daniel Tice had 21 points against us. But this guy, Obst, was just doing whatever he wanted, roaming uh, on the perimeter and Team USA was just losing him over and over and over. And I think when we talk about Team USA, we talk about the bronze medal game, we talk about uh, the semifinal game, it's the prodigious number of points they allowed. Like, Germany lit them up for 113 points, and they had 106 with, like, six minutes to go in the game. And then Team USA was like, hey, maybe we should uh, guard somebody. Um, and, then, and then fast forward to this uh, bronze medal game. It was Canada. Yes, it went to overtime. But they scored 127 points, which is by far the most a U.S. national team with NBA players has ever allowed in any game. And so I don't know if you want to now kind of uh, well, I, focus I, my I mean, thoughts you, on. That's okay. I don't think we're spoiling this for anybody. 127-118, yeah. Canada beats yeah. Team USA for the bronze medal. And again, man, the defense just wasn't there. And it wasn't there for most of the tournament, I, I would argue. And not just big man defense. And in this game, they didn't have the big men. The, that that they've struggled to to actually get production out of because they had three players out sick. Paolo Bencaro, 
Brandon Ingram and Jaron Jackson all missed this game against Canada with what's being described as an upper respiratory infection uh, of some sort. But same problems. I mean, they just they could not defend. They couldn't defend on the perimeter. They couldn't defend inside. And Canada just ate them up. And we got to start with your guy. Dylan Brooks had the game <laughs> of his life. 39 was points. So good. Yeah, go seven ahead, of sorry. eight from three. Um, played his usual pretty good defense. Uh, you know, didn't foul out somehow in this game. Um, I guess give me give me everything you've ever wanted to say in a positive way about Dylan Brooks. This is the one chance you you've got. It. This is, I mean, this is, what a, tr- what, a, what a summer transformation for Dylan Brooks from poking the bear against LeBron James in the first round of the NBA playoffs, having a horrific shooting series, getting mocked nationally, this report coming out that the Grizzlies are done with him no matter what, then him being a free agent, and then uh, the Rockets maybe overpaying for him. Who knows? Maybe not. Then he plays on Team Canada, and all of a sudden, the guy has a a 76% true shooting percentage. He's making all of his three-pointers. He wakes up not just 39 points against Team USA, five assists. Kudos to him. He gets two blocks. He's guarding everyone. And, yeah, this is Shea Gilchrist-Alexander's team. Like, Shea, best player. I mean, arguably, maybe the best player in the entire tournament. Um but, like, Shea was great, but when you get this performance from Dylan Brooks, like, what are you going to do? And so Dylan was incredible. The 7 of 8 out of 3, and I know as, like, someone who covers the Grizzlies, I'm like, hey, could we have gotten some of that, maybe, uh, for the Grizzlies last year? But not just that. He was fighting for rebounds. He was boxing guys out, and maybe it looked better because he was doing it against one of the worst rebounding teams uh, in the tournament, which is Team USA. I don't have stats to back that up. That's just the eye test. Um so yeah, Dylan has this monster game and you know he loved it. And this was a very dramatic, exciting game. But it was interesting, like going back to the the illnesses that we're talking about. So Team USA playing without Jaron Jackson Jr., without Paolo Bencaro, without Brandon Ingram. Now Jaron, uh, maybe I'm more attuned to this as someone who covers the Grizzlies, facing a lot of criticism for his lack of rebounding. I think Jaron, yes, should rebound better, but also asking Jaron if he's your only big in most of the lineups he plays to be a big rebounder, like he's not a great rebounder. No. And so the idea of like, you look at the team USA roster and I've been harping on this on some of my shows. It's like, you look at the team USA roster, like who are your good rebounders? And it's like, Josh Hart is a great rebounder for a three. And it's like Bobby Portis, pretty solid rebounder. The rest of your guys don't rebound. And so it's, I'm not sure. Nobody boxes out. No one boxes in the international game. That's a huge problem because in in international play, you're going to run into teams that just crash over and over and over. They crash, they leak out in transition. I mean, this is just what they do. This is how teams score in international basketball. They also, I mean, you were talking about Team USA losing a, a shooter, the caliber of Andreas Opes yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. It's because in the NBA, how how much do guys move? I mean, not really that much. I mean, it's you're not used to having to defend for... 24 seconds in a possession, much less 30, 35 seconds when you give up the offensive rebound. Usually it's an offensive rebound kick out to a fast shot, and and I think that that plays into it. It's 40 minutes, not 48. Guys are going harder. I mean, this is just – there are many factors of this, but the number one is expecting Jaron Jackson to rebound and also defend the rim in the way that they asked him to do it. It it was just a huge mistake. You can't really just – small ball – doesn't really work in basketball. It works in the NBA. 
Well, so small. I would say. I, I mean, I'm not an international basketball expert, but like my 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 basic uh, opinion would be small ball works as long as you change it up. If you're only yes, small it's ball, the only if you're, thing if you're, if you're, doing. If you're yeah. purely small ball, like, well, it's not a change of pace anymore. This is not a death lineup. The death lineup works because you, you do other lineups, and then, oh, now we're playing Draymond at the five with the other, like, like, like for the, go back to the Warriors. And so um, maybe I get too defensive, like, being, trying to defend Jaron, where I'm like, when Jaron played the fourth quarter against Germany, they had trouble scoring because they were, they, they were doing a two-man, Germany was doing this two-man pick and roll with Wagner, Franz Wagner, and with Schroeder, and like, if you have Ant Edwards or Halliburton Garden Schroeder, and then you have Jaron on the big, and they switch, it was actually pretty effective. But like, that works on that that one part of the defense works. But then you have to have rebounders, and it's like you can't just get a bunch of guys who are not good at rebounding and be like, "Hey guys, semifinals today, we need to box out." It's like I don't I don't believe that much in coaching. I'm more yeah. like you got to get rebounders. You got to find talent guys who are, who who love it. Guys right. who are hungry for the basketball, um, you can't just be like, hey, today, I know you're on Team USA, you're going to have to rebound. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, and like, in this game, by the yeah. way, the, the rebounds didn't kill him in this game. The three-point shots that they gave up killed him in this game. They gave up 37 three-point attempts in this game. And that well, That's just impossible. Like, you cannot recover from that. You have to run these teams off the line. You've got to defend again for the whole shot well, they clock. Would, they would just- switch everything, but also would, like, go under stuff. So they were switching everything, but also going under. And it's like, well, what are you... I'm, like, smart enough to know. I don't think that's the right combination. And you saw this throughout the entire World Cup tournament where Team USA is getting, like, teams are scoring 30 or more points on Team USA in the first quarter. This is a 10-minute first quarter. And, like, I think that, I'm not going to say there wasn't buy-in from Team USA because, like, these teams were as talented as Team USA and absolutely, yeah. you, you run this back with a lot of different combinations of players. Canada's going to beat Team USA a lot of times. Like, Germany is going to beat Team, like Germany in the exhibition against Team USA was up 16 at one point of that game before they kind of were like, you know what? You can have this one. We're going to save it for the actual tournament. And so I'm not saying Team USA should have won, but I am saying they probably should have started defending when, when the ball went up at the very beginning and stopped giving up 30 points in every single game. It was like they were playing like an NBA All-Star game before it became this... Uh, like, it's always been a little silly, the NBA All-Star game. It hasn't been the abomination uh, of the last right. few seasons <laughs> yeah, before yeah. then. It used to be, hey, you score, I'll score. You score, I'll score. And then Until, we'll get like, serious the at quarter. the end. Yeah. And that's the way it felt like Team USA was playing. Um, I will say, to, to go back to the actual, um, this Canadian victory, we have to talk about the manner in which it went down. So, like, uh, uh, Wait, real quick. Oh, I, I, before, before we do that, I want to talk about yeah. Shea a little bit. Because, okay. you know, I think that Anthony Edwards... Rightfully got a lot of buzz for, you know, I mean, number one, he's a really good player, but Shay and and while we've talked about him a lot, still sort of flew under the radar, he had 31 points in in this medal game, 12 assists, six rebounds. And you said he might've been the best player in the tournament. For my money, he was, I I think that he he just was the best player in the tournament. I know 
Dennis Schroeder rightfully won the MVP. That's what happens when you win. Is that but, a Luka Doncic uh, shout out? What, what I mean, we, uh, listen, I, I think Shea was better than him. Shea played better this. than Luka, I think, in this tournament. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, without a doubt. Um, but now let's talk about how they got there. Because yeah. as you mentioned, this game went to overtime. It's funny. We've been talking about this game for like eight minutes. And we're just getting to the game because of Dylan yeah. Brooks. This game finished in overtime. Canada led for most of the game. They hit a bunch of threes early. As you, as you mentioned, Team USA's big big defensive issues to start these games. And they start the fourth quarter down 10. Team USA fights back. Mikel Bridges is at the line, down three, and misses a free throw on purpose, gets his own rebound, gets to the corner and hits a three to tie the game up at 111 apiece and send it to overtime. And Keith, this might be the greatest missed free throw in basketball history. It's what it's up there. And especially considering, I mean, considering the circumstances, I mean, maybe if team USA wins, this goes down in history as one of like the great team USA plays, but like, I mean, yeah, they were down. They were down comfortably this whole game until the fourth quarter. And stop me for those of you who've been watching these games. If you've heard this before, uh, Halliburton brings them back. You know, the, the Halliburton Reeves, Mikhail Bridges, Anthony Edwards lineup um, gets them back in the game in the fourth quarter. And then it's back and forth the final seconds. But it looks like that Shea has pulled it out because uh, Canada's up four with four seconds left. Um, Mikhail Bridges, who was incredible the entire run. I mean, like, you can blame a lot of things in this. You can blame the lack of putting playmakers and big men on this roster, putting rebounders on this roster, the illnesses actually missing out. You were already short on big men, and now your three big power forwards aren't playing. Um, But Mikhail Bridges made all his threes, made the hustle plays. He gets... He gets fouled on an offensive rebound. And again, it looks like the game's over. Like, um, if this game was played in Miami, everyone would have left. Like, everyone, all the fans would have walked out. Like, it, it felt like the announcers were like, good job, Canada. What an unbelievable win. Team USA has got to look in the mirror. Like, they were doing it. Like, they were thanking the camera operators. Like, it was over. Down four with four seconds left. But Mikhail Bridges makes that first one. Misses on purpose. Now, like, I would love to know, did he miss it over to the right on purpose? Because it seemed kind of like he did. And he gathers it, runs in the corner, drills the three-pointer over Dylan Brooks um, to tie the game. And it's this miracle last-second rally. Um, there's like, I think there's six-tenths of a second left. Canada actually gets a Kelly Olenek heave that was online, uh, hits the back of the rim. So Team USA, despite all the flaws we've pointed out, um, they head to overtime. And in that situation, you're like, wow, maybe Team USA with all that is, is, is still, is still going to pull it out. And they didn't because they their defense not. just is not good <laughs> enough. They, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had they, it was Shea and Dylan again. Shea and Dylan in overtime. Halliburton, uh, the magic wore off a little bit. He 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 had some ugly looking shots kind of down the stretch. Um, and yeah, that is just the final. The nail in the coffin is uh, Dylan Brooks again playing in the Philippines, where roundly booed throughout this entire tournament you I, I assume this is all Lakers fans you know I don't think Dylan Brooks has said anything rude to the country of the Philippines um I assume it's Lakers fans are booing Dylan Brooks this whole tournament by the end of it in overtime Dylan Brooks is at the foul line getting MVP chance MVP chance for Dylan Brooks I don't know what to make of it Dave what, hey, what, are what your, have you I'm, done I'm, for I'm me been, lately I, I've that's, been gushing that's but, all man. that matters I yeah. mean, well you know uh, the one thing that that comes out of this tournament for me is, and I love that it was in the Philippines because, I mean, it's a basketball culture in, mm-hmm. in the Philippines. They love yeah. basketball. They love the NBA. So the fact that they came into this likely knowing who Dylan Brooks was, the storylines behind him, and booing him, and then deciding to let his play on the court change their mind. I mean, this is a 
you know, there's a little bit of Rocky Four there, right? Like, you know, he goes into <laughs> hostile yeah. territory. I'll and, allow it. You know, next thing you know, it's uh, you know, they're 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 cheering for Rocky. But uh, I mean, the the entire tournament I thought was great, and uh, I'm glad to see some teams that weren't USA and Canada win the the gold and silver because it's global game. I think the gap yes. in talent ha- has decreased over the years, as evidenced by how many. Uh, you know, we'll say international players play in, in the NBA. But every single time we have a tournament like this, it seems like the gap closes. Next yes. year's Olympics, man. I, I think that Team USA and even Team Canada, although they've got some some structural issues that may be a little out of their control. Like, they're bigs. They just don't have a lot of them. Well, Team I USA Canada, has got Canada, some. I think, fingers crossed, not just Jamal Murray coming back, but if they can, like... Bring in an Andrew Wiggins. Bring in right. Brandon Clark is healthy next summer. All right. of a sudden, Canada's like, oh man, like that's right. that's some real firepower. Gonna, yeah, real firepower. And for but for Team USA, I think they've got to go to the drawing board and they've got to seriously consider, hey, what does this team like going look like going forward? How much do we value that the chemistry and and corporate knowledge that comes with qualifying for these Olympic tournaments? You know, is that more valuable than the star power? You know, and I'm not saying if we put our 12 best players out there that we can't just go ahead and win the Olympics because we likely could. But is that the right way to do it? I don't know. Um, I, I think that if you look well, around I mean, I and think... you look at sustained success from other countries and look at Germany, for instance, they in, they incorporate their NBA guys into their non-NBA guys, and it seems to work out pretty well for them. So, you know, maybe that's something to consider. Jeff Van Gundy coached the Olympics, maybe, you know. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know if Kerr, like Kerr has been rightly criticized. I don't know if rightly is right. The correct word. Yeah. Kerr has well, he's a head coach. He, you can and if you're the head coach yeah. and you finish fourth in your team USA, you, you're going to get criticized. You lose three times in, in a single tournament, you're going to get criticized. But like you're saying, like the international talent is there. The format of these things, yeah, there's a lot of group play to kind of like ward against upsets when you're setting the final eight. But when you get to the final eight, it's a single elimination tournament. And like the the NBA is trying to capture some of that magic with their in-season tournament. Single yeah. game, anything can happen. You had like... Uh, Perth from the NBL upset the Suns in a preseason game a couple years ago. It's like in a single game in basketball now, in anything can happen. And you talk about this international talent. Yeah, a third of the NBA, international players. But like not only like Team USA is going to be looking towards, all right, can Steph Curry come back and help us? Can, I don't know, Bam Adebayo or somebody, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, like will they play? Well, guess what? Like we talked about Canada. What about Jamal Murray? What if Serbia, what if Jokic suits up? Like, you know, it's all these things where it's like these other teams, by the way, weren't help, weren't 100% their top line people hey, either. France didn't make the top 16 and they were expected to maybe medal. And yeah. so, you know, it's not just Team USA that's got some questions to answer. And and again, France next year at the Olympics. What if it's Victor Wimanyama and Joel yeah. Embiid? You know, I mean, there's the, the great again. recruitment of Embiid has begun. <laughs> where it's like apparently Team USA is trying to, we're trying to like recruit Embiid or something. I, it's, I don't understand the. That hey, angle of, I, I, of it all, but yeah. I do know, just maybe to wrap it, like, it's an incredible tournament. And any, if you love basketball, if you love the NBA, and you get to see all these NBA stars, and then again, it's some guys you don't maybe aren't as familiar with, and you're like, well, that guy can hit threes. And in a 40 minute game, when Daniel Tyson oped, scored 45 <laughs> points, Team USA might have a problem. And that's the beauty of these single elimination tournaments. Yep. All right. Well, that's it for the FIBA World Cup. Congratulations to Germany on their gold medal. Uh, For Keith Parrish, I'm Dave DeFore, and this has been the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.